0: Welcome to Design Matters with Debbie Millman, the show that takes you inside the provocative and stimulating world of design and branding as it intersects with contemporary culture. Here's your host of Design Matters, Debbie
1: Millman. Good afternoon and welcome to Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Uh, Debbie has the day off today. I am your guest host, Nate Foss. With the wintry mid-February Friday the 13th, snow is pouring down outside the window And I am very pleased to welcome our special guest, Joe Duffy, to this hopefully not unlucky broadcast. Before we begin, allow me to tell you just a little bit more about him. Joe Duffy was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where he graduated from both the University of Minnesota and the Minnesota School of Art. While his first job was technical illustration for a local manufacturing company in 1975, he opened his own illustration and design studio, working primarily with the local advertising agencies. Beginning in 1980, along with a handful of other partners, he ran an advertising agency of his own and eventually went on to form Duffy Design in 1984 in conjunction with Fallon Worldwide. In 2004, after 20 years, Joe opened Duffy and Partners, still right at home in Minneapolis, where he and a tight-knit group of designers and strategic thinkers work on some of the most exciting and beautiful work being done in brand design today. Joe's client list reads like a who's who of global brands, having successfully shaped design solutions for Coca-Cola, BMW, McDonald's, Starbucks, Sony, Evita, Susan G. Komen for The Cure, the island of the Bahamas, and much more recently, Jack in the Box, a brand redesign that will roll out to over 2,000 locations nationwide later this year. Joe, welcome to Design Matters. We're so happy to have you here. How are you doing today? Very good, Nate.
0: Thank you, and uh, it's great to be
1: here. Happy Friday the 13th. Yeah, all right. So, Joe, tell me a little bit about Jack in the Box. Uh, quite honestly, I'm not super familiar with the brand. I'm aware of the uh, the, the large dome-headed mascot, and uh, aware that also there, there seems to be a website where he has recently been hit by a bus. Is yeah, that Jack's uh, character? Yeah. yeah. Is that is that how they're uh, the rolling in the new look that you've been working on? Well, you know, he's well, what we wanted to do is bring
0: more of Jack's personality into the brand identity which I believe we've done, and um, you know, you're probably just a little bit too east to be uh, very familiar with Jack in the Box. There are uh, 2,000 locations, and they have moved into Denver, and they're moving east, but um, it's, it's primarily been on the West Coast, and um, very successful brand, very good people, um, and um, an agency by the name of Secret Weapons. In Los Angeles has been doing their advertising for a long, long time, and uh, we worked with them to kind of bring, um, as I said, some of Jack's personality into into the brand. And uh, you know, um, the signs are starting to go up. I was out there last week uh, in San Diego, and some of the stores are lifting up big new signs, and um, those are going into Houston and other locations.
1: And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I was wondering how soon that was actually going to start rolling out. I noticed the uh the, the current website, which is my barometer for uh for for when anything happens outside of my immediate uh, backyard here, uh still has sort of the old brand look, which I would maybe qual- uh qualify to be a sort of a value brand approach to to design, you know, blue rounded square logo kind of reminds me of the old Walmart a little bit. Uh, but what you guys uh, have put together seems much more vibrant, much more um, friendly and approachable, I mean, even so far as bringing um, sort of their character's signature uh, into the new mark. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, uh, what the goals were there? What um, I mean, what really were you brought in to do?
0: Well, I think, you know,
1: as with so many brands
0: today, it's it's not just about the product um, it's It's really about the entire experience and it's not only the experience within the store or the restaurant um, it it's also the experience that um, that the audience has uh, in communications like advertising and, and I think uh, Jack has done a great job of kind of fostering that uh, that personality that people can associate with and, and uh, find humor in and um, and want to to associate with so we, our charge was to kind of bring um, some of Jack into the identity. So that you, the, the primary mark itself is really um, a very simple mark. It's a three-dimensional box shape. It has Jack's signature in it, um, mm-hmm. stylized. So, you know, I, I think it's really a pleasing design, but it's very simple, very straightforward. But as is the case with most of the brands we work on, um, it, it isn't just about the logo. It is an entire brand language, um, with various icons that relate to different products and different aspects of the experience. And then those will come to life not only in signage but in the interiors of stores um, through the advertising and other forms of communication. And, you know, the, the reason you're seeing the the old logo in, in some places is, as is the case with virtually any brand this size, there's a, you know, there's kind of a at least a two-year period where, old things leave and new things come in, and for the right, economies, right. um, that's the way it has to be, so it'll be a, a transition, uh, and it has been an incredibly successful brand, so we had to retain some of the look and equity, uh, like in the color red, for example, so Absolutely. that the new things aren't too terribly jarring uh, relative to you know, what, what the loyal audience has been uh, uh, familiar with for all these years.
1: Okay. Well, Joe, the, uh, first, uh, if, if, I, if I could ask you um, to have you speak up just a little bit, because I think we might be uh, losing your voice just a touch. Sure. Um, and then I'd like to go ahead and put you on the spot with one of my favorite design matters questions, uh, if I could. Joe, what is your earliest creative memory? Uh,
0: well, it goes way, way back, and I, I'm sure my story is somewhat similar to a lot of, Creative people, particularly those in the arts. and mine goes all the way back to kindergarten. Um, in fact, it was my first week at kindergarten. and um, I went to school at Resurrection Catholic School in South Minneapolis, and our teacher at the time, Sister Margaret Mary, asked all the new kindergartners to um, draw a picture of their favorite saint. And my favorite saint, at least at that point in time, was St. Michael the Archangel. Because somewhere, I think, I had heard that he had slayed dragons. Or some kind of... Oh, of course. Yeah. And so, I did my picture of uh, St. Michael the Archangel. And um, after we were all finished with our works of art, Sister Margaret Mary pinned them all up on the board. And every one of my classmates came over to mine, and oohed and aahed and made a big fuss over how amazing my art was versus everyone else's. And really, from that day forward, it was like that kind of recognition was what spurred me on. I mean, I know some people uh, do the same if they're musically inclined or if they're sports-oriented or whatnot, but... To me, it was just that admiration of those around me, not just kids, but adults, that uh, made me
1: want to work harder and harder at art
0: uh, because it was something that I could do better than most. Right.
1: You know, draw dragon-slaying angels equals popularity, of course. Absolutely. Um, uh, I think that's that's a a similar road that most of us have actually taken. Yeah. Um, Do you you get a chance to... to, uh, now I'm just going. Now I just want to ask you if you get a chance to uh, drink, uh, bring uh, dragons into your day-to-day profession. Now, well, but, I continue uh, to doodle dragons uh, all the time. But
0: um, you know, that was the that was the first and uh, the formative event.
1: Okay. Well, then you you um, studied fine art and painting in college. You, in fact, graduated from two different colleges, if I'm correct. Actually, you're not correct, Nate. I'm I'm not, okay. I didn't
0: graduate from anywhere. Oh, okay, all right. And, uh, you know, part of the the main reason for that was that I was so enthralled with art and so involved in it that I I didn't take many courses in college outside of art, so I never earned a degree. Um, But I did, you know, I did learn how to um, put together a pretty good uh, piece of art, and, um, you know, I've been doing it ever since.
1: Okay, well so now on your blog uh, you you wrote that uh, a few years back you um you returned to painting uh after after a long break. Uh, yeah. What 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 drew you back into that?
0: Well, you, you know, being a designer obviously I'm I'm constantly drawing um, but I I really missed um you know, with the computer, I, I really missed getting my hands dirty, and I just decided one day to um, stretch a canvas and um, paint a picture of um, of my daughter Bridget. And you know, it really turned out well. I, I was really uh, happy with it, and so that just got me going. And one of the things that was so great about that experience was that it it um, it was a, a kind of a release. Or a departure, somewhat from from work, from design, um, which I think we all need from time to time. And yet, I approached painting uh, in this new period of painting for me um, in a very similar way to the way I approach design in terms of,
2: of doing my homework and gathering
0: things and you know formulating ideas and sketches and, and whatnot. And so it was both. A, um, a departure and kind of a break uh, and, and somewhat mindless. I mean, once I've figured the painting out, um, I just start painting, and you know, eight hours seems like eight minutes, and it's it's really uh, therapeutic. Yeah, it's really uh, um, whereas in design, you know, you kind of have to keep your wits about you through uh, through every last detail. So it's it it became a a, a real nice change of pace to a certain extent, and yet you know it was, it was familiar. So I've continued to do it, and I always have you know, two or three pieces of art going, um, so that when I do have the time to, to get away from work, um, I can work on those. And I always come back to design in a uh, very refreshed state, um, because I've been away from it, and yet every time I do a painting, I learn a tremendous amount about design and
1: about color
0: and, and whatnot. Um,
1: so, oh, now, Joe, you went ahead and you stole my my very next question. So, uh, yeah. So, so how much, I mean, fuel do you get creatively, you know, when you get back to the office?
0: Well, you know, to, to me, um, an awful lot of design is about business, um, which I enjoy. But you know, I think it's, it's really important to have a life outside and away from business, particularly in the business of design because so much of it is about um, understanding what's going on in the world at large, uh, You know what's happening in popular culture, et cetera. So what I do and what I tell all of our designers to do is, uh, is to get out there and experience life. You know, if, if you have free time, don't sit there and redo a design you've been working on. Get out, see a film, go see some fine art. Um, go out and run through the woods, or you know, um, go shopping, do whatever. But I think um, if we're not involved in those things that are happening around us, we're not as um, understanding of what the audience out there is into, and uh, you know, how to how to approach them and attract them in, in new and exciting ways,
1: relative to life, not just relative to design. Right, not just relative to a to a certain set of business goals, but rather to you know what's happening in the world. If you're shut up in a vacuum, you you know how how can you how can you speak to people? Uh, you know, and, and and Joe, speaking of um, of having that that life experience, there's there's a topic I'd, I'd like to kind of delve into here. Uh, for the past several years, you've been you've been very involved with the one ch- uh, sorry the One Club's China Student Workshop. Um, been heading over there the last few years to uh, to to get involved with that. Um, as recently as last year, you've stated that, uh, and, I, and I quote as clearly as I can that the rate of speed with which these kids are catching up to the West, and even in some cases surpassing it, is is a little bit scary. Um, first, I want to ask you, how did you get involved with the uh, One Club uh, China project? China project, and uh, what exactly are is your role and responsibility with that? Well, they, I've been on the board of
0: the one uh, the one club for uh, going on ten years now, and um,
2: nine years ago,
0: shortly after I joined, they um, they started this initiative of getting out and doing um, uh, shows of you know their their international um, advertising and design competitions all around the world, and in some locations to um, also add a workshop to the showing of the work. And uh, it really caught on in China, and then nine years ago I went um, with the first group, and we, uh, we showed the work, um, you know, some, some of the best advertising and design work from all over the world to students, um, primarily, and, and young professionals in, uh, in China. And um, it was a, really a big hit. And then we, um, we had workshops. We, first of all, we had a competition where students from throughout China uh, could enter. Um, we'd give them a brief, they'd enter, um, and then we'd judge their work online. And typically there'd be anywhere from, well, in the early days, like three or 4,000 entries, and we'd get it down to two or 300. And more recently there's been... Ten times that, many, many more wow. countries. and uh, we've always picked uh, the, the, the top creative people in both advertising and design, and then they come to either Beijing or Shanghai. We alternate every year, and uh, we conduct workshops and work with these kids, and um, you know, not only on on their creative skills, but their presentation skills and their business skills. And uh, it's it's really an eye opener. It it's, they have improved so much over that period of time, and they work so diligently, so hard um, to, you know, uh, I mean, they listen so much, and then they go and they take things to heart and they work their asses off, you know, all night long and whatever, come back with improved work, and they are just hell-bent on, uh, on being the best that they can be. So it's it's been a, a real joy to... Experience that, and um, it's been fun to see the improvement over the uh, over the years that I've been doing it.
1: Now, is there, Joe? Is there a, a language barrier when you go over there? Do you find that the design work that you see is a means to sort of move beyond that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know,
0: fortunately, we're we're involved in a uh, a skill that that is so much about. Um, uh, about breaking down language barriers um, through you know visual content and, and ideas and um, it 's been uh, you know th- i mean there 's somewhat of a language barrier um, but many of the kids speak English at, at least enough to get by mm-hmm. and then um, uh, we also have interpreters um, so so that 's helpful um, in the in the kind of classroom setting and uh it, but more than anything else it 's just like you know uh, doing a little sketch and why don't you try this or what about this color or what not, which obviously is, is easy enough to do regardless of what language you speak. So, um, uh, and, and that's part of the fun of it, really, is, is getting to know another language, getting to know another,
1: another culture, and, uh, and meeting people from uh, the other ends of the earth. Exactly, now um, I, I want to ask you just a little bit uh, more about that, that quote of yours from earlier. Um, if in some ways, okay, you've you've seen a a, a great surging growth of development in the work uh, that you that you're getting in uh, over there. You you know you've seen ten times more entries over the same amount of years. Um, by comparison, uh, for better or for worse, what do you find that uh, over here in in the West, so to speak? What are we lacking by comparison? Is it is it simple? Uh, Diligence of of work ethic, or, or or a certain drive, or is it something possibly deeper? Well, I, you know, there, there's
0: I, I don't think there's any more creative talent in any country in the world um, than there is in the United States. But but I think that uh, in China, it, it it really comes down to the bare necessities in life and wanting to um, raise your standard of living. Uh, in fact, being so obsessed with that that uh, you'll just do anything. You will go without sleep, without food, without whatever um, to improve your life. Um, fortunately, we don't have that to contend with in the United States for the most part. So it's it's uh, it's it's but it's that kind of drive for the basic necessities in life that I think um, is is the real differentiator. And you know, um, I think that the, the Chinese students. Um they're just used to working harder. Is what it comes down to more than anything else and they they've made great strides. Um and I think the government there
2: realizes
0: that I know the government realizes that the 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 one truly missing ingredient um with young people um and and business in general in China is innovation and creativity. They can knock off things better than Anyone else in the world and they can do it faster and cheaper for all kinds of reasons but um, to come up with original ideas is the missing component and so um, the government really wants influence from the West they want their young people to think more uh, creatively to come up with new ideas because they realize that that's what um, you know that's what makes countries successful when it comes to uh, um, uh, manufacturing uh, and business in general—you've got to come up with uh, with fresh ideas.
1: All right, and that's something that I've always kind of felt that we lack a little bit. You know, at least here in the States, is is a government that would support arts in the education, support creativity. And you know, and I was actually going to ask you earlier with regards to your education. Um, you know, I, I had always noticed that. Art is kind of set aside for reading writing and, and arithmetic and 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 uh, it's often said that creativity is sort of beaten out of students at a young age um, how did you how did you hold on to that and did, you know are, are there ways that you are fostering that uh, again over in China or you know even here
0: well for for me it was
1: it was very
0: different i mean i I was told by various counselors in high school that if I wanted to go to art school, just you know, just, just go uh, apply and you'll get in. But why on earth would you want to do that? Right? Why why, why wouldn't you want to be a doctor, or a lawyer, or a priest or whatever? And and uh, so I was discouraged, and I think that that um, I mean, my, my parents supported me. They would have much rather. Uh, seen me go into law or medicine or, or what have you, but you know they they knew that I was passionate about that and I think um, that is more the case today than it was back then. I mean things were much more rigid in the in the sixties about um you know expectations and whatnot and certainly in in education and I think it was tougher to become a creative individual but now um Our whole society is changing, and the appreciation for creativity, the appreciation for design is so much higher today that um, people in general expect better design. Um, Businesses realize that people expect it, so they're providing it. And so parents and educational institutions and whatnot are realizing, hey, you know what, maybe there's something to this, and and, uh, so there is a... There's a heightened sensitivity um, of creativity's influence on how how things work, um, and not only about making more money, but just in living a better life. Um, and and so today, I think if the, the schools are supporting it more, perhaps not as much as they should, but they're supporting it more, and parents are encouraging their kids, and and more and more kids are getting into it, and I think the the, um you know the, the sense of creativity in general is much improved today in this country as well as around the world
1: well Joe we have a we got a few minutes before we go to break here we may have to to uh, break off here but uh, along that uh, along that line I, I wanted to ask you uh, with respect to the sort of current economic climate that we find ourselves in today um, where companies like Starbucks which have put design at the forefront of their business philosophy for a very long time, um, are even starting to fall on, on some tough times. Um, do you think design as a business strategy is is going to become a little more scarce over the next few years as, as people make adjustments? I You know, I, I hope
0: not, and I wouldn't think so. I think
1: there, obviously, you can
0: point to certain
1: brands or certain
0: companies and say that so-and-so is off or, or so-and-so is. Um, not doing as well as they were a few years back, but I don't think that has anything to do with with design. I think um, you know, in Starbucks' case, I, I don't think uh, the fact that they embrace design um, has anything to do with their business being off today.
1: In fact, it I just think be that the fact that they're embracing opening a gojillion stores. Yeah, or? I mean, it's it's uh, it's, it's
0: you know, overpopulating the brand, I believe. But I, but more importantly, I think I think. The next year, perhaps two years, it's going to be tough on everybody. I mean, let's, let's uh, face it. It's, uh, with, with this much financial hurt going on in the world, that I think everybody uh, has to come to the realization that uh, business, all businesses, are going to suffer to a certain extent. But I think that the, the thing that's helping design is that uh, this heightened appreciation for it and understanding that it is is reality. It's not, you know, it's not creating a metaphor through advertising that is trying to convince you to be part of a brand or whatnot. It is the experience itself. And um, more and more companies realize that it's the truth of the product and the experience and how it makes people feel and how it works. Um, and and that's all about design in a, in a general sense. And there is a greater appreciation for what I call a designed life, which is not just you know, what we do as designers, but how people, in effect, create a, a one-off existence or a, a truly unique experience in life from the small things to the big things. And um, that, I think, that realization will offset some of the issues that are coming to bear um, with the economy. Uh, you know I, i'm
1: I'm very hopeful for design in general, right, and I've even read studies where you know to the companies that uh, you know pare down on their marketing or you know in some cases pare down on their design during economic downturns are often the companies that don't necessarily make it out the other end
0: absolutely I mean you know it's it's um if you if you give up on that, you're really giving up on what makes your product or your experience truly unique, and if if you don't have that, I mean, I don't think you can compete today because someone's going to make it better and uh, draw more people to it, and, you know,
1: you're left uh, holding the bag. Right, right. Okay, well, Joe, we've got uh, just another minute before our break here, and, okay, well, let's see, um, well, I think I'm going to kill our, our one minute that we have left with a with a with a somewhat less sobering question there. Um, I found on your website, if I can bring this up, um, the chameleon that is Joe Duffy, and that uh, there, there seems to not be a single photo of you uh, sporting the same haircut. I was wondering if you still are rocking the sort of Samson do, and if in fact that is the source of all of your powers. Absolutely. I mean, That's I'm. great uh, to hear. You know, I, I've got it um, almost going
0: down my back now, and I nice. figure, you know, at my age, I'm going to give it one last blast before
1: it all turns
0: gray and falls out.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I'd just like to let everyone know that you're listening to Design Matters with Debbie Millman on Voice America Business. I am your host, Nate Voss. My guest today is the legendary designer and brand consultant, Joe Duffy. We'll be right back with our broadcast after these messages. Don't
0: go away. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
2: And now, Voices of Design, a documentary series brought to you by Adobe Systems. The Voices of Design series brings together different voices from the design community to share and exchange ideas on various topics. Today's show features a three-part discussion focused on the topic of sustainability. This is part one. Enjoy. What is sustainability, and what does it mean to the design community? Let's listen to what the designers at the Compost Modern 2006 conference have to say on this topic in Adobe's Voices of Design series. Here is Phil Hamlet, Chairman, AIGA Environmental Committee.
0: The definition of sustainability that I like to use is quite simple. It's basically, leave the place in better shape than you found it.
2: Scott Summit, Summit ID.
0: Sustainability is particularly elusive, especially in industrial design. And that's one of the main reasons I'm here, is to try to get a handle on what it means and just how it applies to what I do every day and what I can impart to my clients.
2: Mark Woolard, IDO.
0: The pressure is on, and Whoever
2: solves it in a more sustainable and desirable way is ahead of the game and and is what, whether people sort of consciously or subconsciously know it, it's, it's definitely what we need. You have been listening to the Voices of Design series brought to you by Adobe Systems. Hi, this is Eric Ryan, co-founder of Google Soap Company Method. Here today to talk to you about Fuse, the annual event for design and culture, brand identity, and packaging. Fuse is taking place April 22nd to 24th at the Hotel Nico in my beautiful hometown of San Francisco. Fuse has been the top destination for corporate superstars and design legends for more than 10 years. This year, I'll be talking about the Method brand on Thursday, April 23rd, along with some other brilliant thinkers from McDonald's, Victoria's Secret, and more. Also joining us is the always amazing Dan Pink, author of A Whole New Mind. And every April, hundreds of design legends and corporate superstars converge at Fuse to join the brand design community and redefine the next generation of brand strategy and design. It's time to move beyond the fear and the uncertainty and start a conversation that celebrates possibility, opportunity, and change. Fuse promises to deliver the information, inspiration, and camaraderie that you need to stay on top, focused, strong, and renewed. So register today at www.iirusa.com forward slash fuse and receive a 25% discount courtesy of Debbie Millman and the Design Matters Show. Hope to see you there.
1: Are you ready to go green?
2: the
0: boardroom to you voice america business network we're back with design matters with debbie millman if you have a
2: question for debbie feel free to call us at 866-472-5790 once again here's the host of design matters debbie millman
1: welcome back debbie millman still has the day off it is 333 eastern time and you are listening to design matters i'm your host nate voss and my guest today is legendary designer joe duffy if you'd like to join our conversation today or have a question for joe our phone lines are open please call 1-866-472-5790 we actually have uh, a number of callers on on the line right now we're going to start with uh, adam from nebraska adam are you there Oh, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty well, Adam. How are you doing today? I'm feeling good. You're doing a
3: great
2: job in. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, Joe. hey Adam. Um, can I go ahead and ask that question? Or? Oh,
1: absolutely. You're
2: on right now. All right, cool. Uh, my question for you,
1: Joe, is um, for a small design studio that traditionally works with like, smaller to medium-sized clients, um, what suggestions or what advice would you have uh to move Forward in going after larger accounts, um, companies with larger budgets, more established brands.
0: Well, I think it's all about the work, really. I mean, it's uh, regardless. We have a, a full range of clients. Some of them are very small, and some of them are medium sized and some of them are very large. And I, I really think with each and every one of them, it's all about um, the design that you do for them in terms of you know how it how it works. Your artistic point of view, and just as importantly, and perhaps more importantly, how, how well it works in the marketplace. Um, you know, I, I think beyond that, uh, once you have that good work in hand that has been successful in the marketplace, it is critically important to make sure that other people see it. Not only see it, but um, um, understand that it had positive results, that it really moved the needle for your client. And uh, today, with you know your ability to create your own website, um, with design blogs uh, everywhere, um, you you have a a great opportunity to create your own public relations and make sure that the people that you would like to attract are understanding that uh, that you do good work and that's been successful. It's really as simple or as difficult as that.
1: Very nice. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for calling in. Uh, and then, as as I understand it, we also have David from Chicago on the line. David, how are you doing today? Great, Nate. How are you? Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good, Dave. How it, are you doing?
3: It, it's good to hear you uh, hosting the show today. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And, and it's great I'm to have uh, Joe on Joe on the show too. Of course. Thanks, David. Um, Joe, you, you said something earlier that kind of struck a chord with me. You said that. Uh, it's it's not just the logo, it's the whole experience. Yes. And what point in your career did you see a lot of client demand for for your services to go beyond just uh, visuals, but to the whole experience? <laughs> and
0: that's a good question. What, I mean, uh, go ahead.
3: Do you, do you see that increasing? Um, Definitely. In the future.
0: Definitely. I think more. Far more companies today um, are realizing that you know it isn't just about a sign that someone sees or um, a package that they see. It's it's everything that um, defines the brand experience. And you know, I, I was fortunate in that I worked in a collaborative way with a great advertising agency for twenty years, um, Fallon, and right. we would. Um, pitch business together, and we would uh, create campaigns together. And I think that, more than anything else, um, made us realize that if we were collaborating in the best possible way, and we weren't putting advertising in front of design, or design in front of advertising, or interactive, that, we were creating, um, you know, much more holistic <laughs> brand experiences where what the audience saw or heard the advertising um, was, you know, was reemphasized in the actual experience and the package and the store and everything else. And there was this consistency of message that made for a much more powerful marketing campaign. And uh, obviously the, the, the smartest companies out there are realizing that it isn't any one thing that they have to uh, bridge all these forms of uh, all these touch points with their audience together. In a consistent manner, and each and every one has to work in its own unique way to uh, attract attention and to, uh, you know, um, make the sale in the, in the best possible way. But but there needs to be um, a, a holistic view of it, and it needs to be uh, it needs to be consistent. So it's 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 become more that way over the course of the last five years. We've been doing it for probably more like 15 years. Um, Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it will only grow in that respect as more and more companies realize that it is the way to go forward.
3: Right, and uh, is it possible for me to expand on that a little? Um, Do you have a follow-up, David? Yeah, I have a follow-up question. Um, how would you recommend a creative services company uh, kind of introduce that concept to, to clients that, that aren't yet demanding that level of involvement
0: I think there's a couple couple different ways to do it you know we because we were worked in concert with an advertising agency we would go in with a um, you know a, a total approach to creating a brand personality and you can certainly do it that way and in, in concert with people who work in disciplines either advertising or interactive that you don't necessarily work in um, or um, you can you can do it all yourself. I think a lot of smart companies, um, creative companies out there, are um, you know establishing their credentials in brand identity, in brand communication, uh, in all its many forms. And they are as as a single entity uh, approaching you know branding in a in a uh, in a more holistic way. Um, companies are demanding it. I think it's 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 it, it's so. Rudimentary. It's so obvious that, in unless you have some way of providing that, either with other people, um, you know, outside your company, or with people inside your company, I think you're really missing the bet on um, on on doing the best possible work that's going to be successful in
1: the marketplace. All right. Thank you so
0: thank you, much.
1: Thank you, David. You're welcome. Okay. Have a, have a, have a fantastic day up there in Chicago. Um, Joe, I'm hearing that we, you know, you might be fading out just a little bit again. I uh, just want to make sure everyone can hear you loud and clear. Sure. Um, one of the things uh, that that was uh, brought up um, would be how companies creating good design or taking good design as a sound business philosophy starts to affect as their products and as their services uh, are you know are consumed by. Uh, the population, that that starts to affect someone's life. That sort of creates, I think, what you've uh, called before a, a, a designed life. I was wondering if you could expand upon that for a little bit for us.
0: Sure. You know, I think the important thing is that, is that the world has changed, and um, people have this incredible range of choice today. I mean, it used to be if if you wanted some clothes from New York, you went to New York, or if you... Heard about something cool in Tokyo. Um, You know, you had to go there in order to get it. And with the Internet, um, everyone has access to virtually anything they want anywhere in the world. Um, It's it's, it's really amazing. And so with that range of choice, uh, people's expectations go up. And rather than buying something that other people in your neighborhood or your city or your region uh, have, you have the ability to get exactly what you want and customize it uh, in accordance with your life. Whether it's a toothbrush or clothing or an automobile or you know, um, things for your home or, or uh, ways to educate your children, whatever. You have this complete access to so many different things. So the expectations are raised and then with technology, We have the ability to filter uh, messages, advertising, for example, or what have you, and really customize all of these pieces of information about what's available, so that it is, uh, again, more of a one-off experience. And that, again, has heightened the expectations that people have, and I think That coupled with the fact that uh, I think there's an increasing attitude um, towards life being short and uh, us being vulnerable to a certain extent. I think a lot of that happened after 9-11. We want more out of life. We want it to be more meaningful. We want to do the best things with our friends and our family. and We want a one-off existence as opposed to following the herd. And... To me, that's what design is all about. It's it's taking the little things, whether it's a package or again a, a toothbrush or you know um, a way to entertain your your friends or to take a family vacation. Um, you want those things to be all about you, and that's what I mean when I say a designed life. It makes literally makes life better. And it, again, heightens the expectation of everyone out there. And that, I think, provides a better way of working for all the designers out there because we help make those experiences, right. the ones and the big ones. And, uh, and, and companies realize that more people want it, and they're going to demand that kind of innovation and creativity from us. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a good time to be a designer because of that.
1: Well, Joe, do you mind if I ask uh, what uh, which kinds of those experiences uh, might you guys at Duffy and Partners be uh, working on uh, currently?
0: Well, we're you know what what I love about our business is that it is so diversified. We're we do some corporate identity. Um, we, we focus primarily on uh, consumer products, but we do a little bit of this. Some of it's big, some of it's small, some of it's medium size, and we're doing, for example, you know, Jack in the Box is, is one rather large brand we're right. also working on Panera bread which which is a, a fast casual um, bakery
1: um,
0: restaurant concept a great great brand yeah um, I love
1: panera bread now I want you to tell me uh, if, if it if it's possible more about what I might be seeing uh, from you coming to my my panera bread that I go to all of the time
0: oh yeah it, it it'll be you know again it's one of those it's one of those bigger projects that's Going to take a couple of years, but um, right,
1: large large scale rollouts. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: and uh, but you'll start seeing glimpses of it within the next six months. I do believe. I hope so, anyway. Ooh. And then we're um, I did about that. Yeah, we're um, working uh, on Wolfgang Puck's empire. We're doing uh, his brand identity and his packaging as it's applied to you know everything from frozen pizzas to soups to frozen entrees and appetizers and. Uh, cooking sprays and pots and pans and restaurants and what have you so that's been that's been fun and that's beginning to roll out um, you'll see that in the supermarket within the next few months we just um, not too long ago finished Aridura tequila um, which is the number one selling um, premium tequila in Mexico so that's coming out uh, within the next couple months we're doing, uh a new whiskey we're doing a big project for coke uh we're doing a an Irish pub concept in minneapolis we're doing a project for mars we're doing um we got a lot going another, on. another restaurant i mean it's you know it's a it, it's a busy time and, and what i again what i love about it is that some big some small and uh and all very different
1: right and i'd love I'd love to ask you a little bit more uh, I also saw in some of your more recent work um, uh and and you'll have to forgive me because it it has escaped my giant pile of notes but uh a new identity for a volunteer organization a uh, lovely little thing with uh, sort of looks like a a hand in a uh, yeah in a, in, a, in, a, in a dot pattern test, a sort of colorblind test. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
0: yeah, we're we're we always have at least one public service um, brand identity program that we're working on. And one that we recently finished was uh, the merger of the hands-on network with um, um, with some other organizations around the country that are kind of like the um, uh, kind of like the Peace Corps for the United States, where right. uh, they're involved in networking throughout the country with different organizations that uh, sign up volunteers to do good things within the community. And it's a fantastic um, organization. And we've created the identity and the website and the T-shirts and all the stuff that goes along with it. And just before that, um, our, our um our public service uh, branding program was um, the Susan G. Coleman for the Cure Foundation. So that was, uh, that we worked on for a couple of years, and uh, again, uh, uh, a a wonderful, wonderful brand that does uh, outstanding work for um, breast cancer, and
1: we really enjoyed working on that also. Right, and so you've been doing, uh, sort of, like you said, one of those a year uh, for, for a good long time now, has that been? Has that just been since 2004 when you when you launched Duffian Partners? Or no, we we've
0: we, we've always done that. We worked
1: uh, uh, we worked for um,
0: I'm blanking on the name of it right now, but the um, um camp for children with AIDS. Uh, we worked on that with with Fallon, um Camp Heartland. and then uh, we've done the Washburn Child Guidance center way way back um, we've always got at least one project like that we recently did um, a project for the Mississippi River fund which is a great organization right in our neighborhood in Minneapolis that's uh, all about um, cleaning up the river and um, keeping it uh, a thriving entity mm-hmm. within our city and um, so you know we like we like to do things like that it's fun and typically the because you're not getting paid for it, or you're getting paid far less, um, we're we're allowed to kind of do what we want,
1: which is always fun. Right. That's always that's certainly always a plus. That's an incentive um, for designers. Yeah. Do you uh, do, now? Do you find those those projects to be more personally rewarding, or I mean, really? Let me let me ask uh, in in general, since since you have gone out on your own, and I know that that was in some way related to. Uh, you know, taking on more of the work that that you would like to take on, uh, what are your most rewarding projects? What are the projects that come in that you get the most out of? Well, those certainly
0: are because you know i I believe we all have to give back in whatever way we can uh, so they're they're rewarding on a on a personal level, but um I guess we're in in the somewhat enviable position of being able to you know because we're a small relatively small company. We're able to be more selective about who we go to work for, and I I think it's really important um, for anybody, certainly designers, to um, to make sure that they're doing work for people who are going to allow them to do work that they're proud of. And I, you know, I've always said that if you know if you build a big machine and you end up having to do work. For people who won't allow you to do work you're proud of, you you know your life's going to be miserable at least some of the time. And so, my very very simple basic criteria is to talk to people who are interested in working with us and make sure, you know, by asking some really basic simple questions, uh, that they are going to allow us uh, and collaborate with us because they obviously know their brands much more than we do, and and we like to bring them into the create a process so that we are doing the right thing that is going to be successful in the marketplace, but I think you you really get a sense by asking the right questions whether or not someone is going to dictate design or someone is going to be collaborative and expect really good work. And to me, the most important thing that I do in running my business is making sure that we're looking forward to going, going into work in the morning. And and you can't look forward to going to work if you realize you're gonna be beaten down and you're not gonna be able to do work you're proud of. It's that simple.
1: Okay, and then then how do you go about promoting uh, right now? I know that you guys do, uh, you have a pretty active uh, 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 PR uh, adventure going over there at uh, at Duffy. Uh, You guys have a lot of newsletters. Oh, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to put that question on hold. I've I've just if we have time I'd like to come back, Joe, if we could to promoting yourself. Um sure. we have a caller. Uh this is Debbie, I believe from New Mexico today. Debbie, are you there?
2: Hi Nate, hi
1: Joe. It's Debbie. Hi Debbie.
2: Hi. I I just wanted to say what a great show. I'm really enjoying it and Nate, you're a wonderful host and Joe, of course, you're an incredible
1: guest. And uh, just wanted to say hello from New Mexico, and thank you for doing the show. Both of you.
0: One of my favorite places in the world, New Mexico.
1: Oh, it's I magical yeah, here. Truly magical. It's,
0: uh, it's magical.
1: So I, I don't want to. I, I actually wanted to come in at the very very end, but the producers put me through right away. I just wanted to uh, say great show, and I'm actually looking forward to hearing what Joe has to say about his PR efforts.
2: So <laughs> That's really all.
1: We've Thanks, probably got a few minutes left that we that we could answer that question. We have uh, got about four minutes left.
2: Okay, uh, yeah, I'm, you, you know it's
0: uh, it's a different world. Uh, it, when when we first started up, one of the things we learned from Fallon, you know, I, I'll just tell you a quick little anecdote. I the, the first time I met with Tom McGelligan who was the creative partner at Fallon, I met with him in a in an empty floor in their building, and he was looking at every piece of work that they had done in the last year. And I said, ha, and he was deciding what, you know, what I assumed he was doing was deciding what he was gonna enter in the, in the creative award shows. And I said, so how do you possibly pick what's gonna go in and what's not going to go in? And he said, everything's going in. And it was such a aha moment for me because it's literally the way they did business. They, they didn't do work that they weren't going to be proud of, that they weren't going to enter in award shows. And so we started doing that from the beginning, and then in those days, the way you got notoriety and attracted young creative people was to win in the award shows. And today, um, we've actually made a decision not to any, enter any more award shows because you know, th- there are so many, I think, more effective ways to promote your brand, your most important client yourself. Um, And you can do it on blogs. The most effective way is to build the best possible website to showcase your work because everyone who's looking for a designer today, the first thing they do is they go to their website. And so, you know, uh, the the award shows aren't nearly as necessary as they were. And yet, what's frustrating to me is that, you know, they charge the same absurd amounts for you to enter your show and then uh, their show, and, and then to the hanging fees and all that. So we've just decided, you know what, we can do it better on our own. And I think that's the way to promote your brand today. Build a great website. Uh, send work to blogs that don't send, uh, don't charge any fee for it. And get your work out there and, and you know, um, come up with provocative ideas. Get them out to people who are writing uh, uh, design uh, articles in various publications, and uh, have a voice about what you believe should be done and how it should be done, and um, more and more people will come to you.
1: Yeah, I've I've certainly seen that to be the case, uh, even in my own experience. Time was, uh, if you wanted to be known as a graphic designer, you certainly had to enter competitions, and that's really changed in the last few years. It sure has. Yeah. Well, uh, as I understand it, Joe, we we have come to the end of our broadcast. Uh, I'd like to thank you very much for joining me today. I hope you had a good show. You're very welcome, Nate. It, it was great. You did a good job. Okay. Oh, well, thank you very much. Everyone keeps saying that. I don't. I don't think it's so much true. <laughs> uh, I may have uh, a question uh, for you. If you remember the last time I had the honor to. Uh, to meet you uh Joe on a show. We we, we asked uh if you preferred a Hillary Duff or a Duff beer. I wanted to know that now that there is a an actual recording artist named Duffy, uh if your answer would change any. Well, she's one of my favorite. You know.
0: Well, two Brits. She and Adele are my two favorite female singers, and I kinda lean towards Duffy. I don't know why, but
1: Okay. Uh, well, that's that's great. Uh well once again, thank you for being on Design Matters today. Uh, Debbie will be returning Like the Jedi next week with designer and writer Natalia Ilian. If you weren't completely uh, offended by today's broadcast, uh, you can follow my adventures each week at 36point.com and every other week on the Reflex Blue Show. Thank you very much for listening to Design Matters today. You stay classy, planet Earth.
0: (laughs) voice america business would like to thank you for tuning in for design
1: matters with debbie millman be sure to listen every friday at 12 pacific standard time for another exciting hour of design matters right here on the bottom line in business talk voice america business